from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 Two seven seven two five zero four two zero or plus two three three two four nine three nine three three six one. Email us refismila at gmail.com. Visit our website icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. from your battle, the battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said she will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Now, let me ask you a question. A building that is well painted and looks attractive and nice and a building that is not being painted and is breaking down, when they present the two buildings to you, which one will you take? Oh, come on, talk to you. Which one will you? Is it the painted one or the breakdown ones? Exactly. So, if we are God's building, then God expects us to look what? Good. That is why even if I have one shirt, I don't need to wait for it to stink. I wash it, iron it, I can appear and look good. It doesn't mean I should have many clothes, but even if I have one, I have to treat it well. I have to shave my armpit, I have to use some deodorant, I have to paste, at least now paste is not expensive, it's cheap, I can buy it. Are you there with you? Madam and Mr. Gentleman, amen. If it is one Andy that I have, I have to always wash it, dry it, and iron it, and use it. Because that is what I have until I have more. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you see, we, I am God's building. So I need to appear good. I don't need to go and take a wig that is so many years older than my great-grandmother and put it on by force and it's smelling. In fact, I bought a plane, a flight, and I always say this, and two nice, beautiful ladies sit directly in front of me from Accra to Tamale. In fact, if I have any choice, I would have asked the pilot to suspend in the air for me to get down. The whole flight was, flight was fully packed. The stench that was coming out of their hair and with the air condition and it's direct. In fact, I have to hold my breath by force. I am telling somebody, you are God's building. In that marriage you are, in that relationship you are, you are God's building. Men are attracted by what they see. Women are attracted by what they hear. So, madam, look good. Mister, take away the P.O.P. from your mouth. And be able to talk. It's very important. 
And he says, tell somebody you are God's building. You, you, you leave your beard as if you are Osama Bin Laden. Even when your wife wants to kiss, she becomes a problem. He doesn't know whether to kiss the air or to kiss your mouth. And the worst part of it is that you don't even trim it. And you sweat into it and all those things and you say it's a fashion. Oh, hello. Can I preach to you? I said this morning I came to preach. When they take your boxer shorts and shorts and they look under, the thing that is supposed to be playing has turned yellow. As if you are praying for a Gregor FC. If you joke and leave your socks, some talk will carry it away. And yet you say, oh, I'm a gentleman. You are living alone. You don't even take care of your room. You eat. You leave the rubbish there. You don't take out your debris or whatever to go and throw it away. The room will be stinking. And, and you come in and you don't even feel it. When somebody comes and says, ah, what? He says, oh, nothing, 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 nothing. You are God's building. Treat it well. Amen. How can I preach to you? And ladies, listen. You are God's building. You have a body type. Say a body type. You have a face. Say face. Now, your body type and your face determines what you wear and how you dress. If you don't know it, study it. You see, if you have a big top and a very lanky down, there are some dresses that are not good for you. Unless it is an office dress prescribed for you. But if it's not an office dress, such a person, long dresses are good for you. Short dresses are not good. And you see yourself wearing something mini. And nobody has even asked you to wear it. But if you look at the sticks on the ground. Oh my God. Something that needs to become appetizing becomes rather sore tasting. Nobody will tell you. Your pastor will tell you this. I thought you would clap for me. You are God's building. Everything you are doing, you are doing it to glorify God. That is what it means. So you are dressing, your appearance should glorify God. That dressing does not fit you, but you are wearing it because people want to look at you and see you walking. The problem you have is that you don't really know who you are. Simple. For the fact that you saw it on television does not mean you should use it. Please, let's get this straight. There are certain hairstyles that are not fit you. Tell your saloon person that, please look at my face and fix me something that will fit me. In fact, when you look into the mirror and the thing is not good, don't you see it? The guys, 
You are laughing. I'm coming to you. You see, the guy said, I have a head. <laughs> Say, I have a body. You go for a haircut, then you go and do it, and you, you stand there when you appear, everybody is running away. They are laughing, I don't know why they are laughing, because your haircut alone. That is why there are some people, they don't want trouble. God is my barber. They don't have a pool like Mr. Bessoy. He can't fight with anybody. And I have at least three witnesses. <laughs> Amen. And guys, there are certain dresses that does not fit you. You don't look cute. You don't look slick. You need to be able to know what fits your body. In fact, if it's becoming a challenge, go to the gym and work out a bit. Some of the guys, you don't want to work out. You don't eat, you don't work out, you don't do anything, you dress anyhow, and yet you want to marry. Brown bed, black shoe. <laughs> and then you say, I'm a guy. Whether yellow or violet socks. Which does not match with anything. And you call it fashion. It's craziness. It's not fashion. You are God's building. Can I hear an amen? And you know what kills me? Some of them even put on spectacles. <laughs> Have you seen the, the world with the spectacle before? Some of them, the spectacle, some of them, when you see them, the spectacle looks cute and looks nice. But others, when you see it, you know that your face, you see, your face size even determines the kind of spectacle you should wear. Oh, how many of you know what I'm talking about? It's not because you went there and picked a spectacle. No, your face size is designed for the spectacle that when you put it, it fits you nice. When you appear, you look good and you look cute. But some of them are bad. What type of whatever? Or they are a welder in the... Ah! They are welding things. Hey, babe! It's not by force to put on tie. If you don't know how to put it on, don't do it. It's not everything that you can take it as fashion for me to do because they are doing it, me to have to do it. Check whether that fashion goes with your life. Hello? Don't make life too expensive for yourself when you can handle it easy. We are cause building. Smell good. Look good. Appear good. Eat well. Exercise. Take care of your home and your environment. You see, beauty is not outside, but beauty is within. Are you there with me? If you have a beauty out, what is within? The beauty within is the greatest gift. And I'll show you a scripture before I end. He said, you are God's building. I don't want to jump from here. Let me finish this, please. 
He said, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid a foundation and not builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. In other words, we should all be careful how we build on these things. You know, when you don't take good care of your body, you check out quickly. You can fast and pray, but if you don't physically put right things in the house to take care of your marriage and your relationship and everything, forget it. The man will have a problem. The woman will have a challenge. And he says in verse 11, he said, for no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Christ is the center of everything. If you don't allow Jesus into the home, into your marriage, into your relationship as the foundation, it doesn't matter what you put into your home, that marriage or that relationship cannot stand. Because psychologists have proven that a man can be able to live and fulfilled life if he understands what he calls psychology of religion. In other words, what is his persuasion towards God? If he sees God in a light of merciful forgiveness, loving kindness, are you going compassionate? If you wrong him or her, because God is there, you say that because of God, he will forgive you. But if he sees God as somebody who has disappointed him and who is not right and is not good and is partial and all those things, when you wrong him or her, he will never forgive you. So what it means is that our relationship with our creator determines even how we release love and forgiveness. That is why I'm saying that if you belong to the house of God, which is the household of believers in our relationship, the key thing here is that we have to see God for who he is. And once we relate to God for who he is, we can relate with our fellow human beings also for it. I can forgive you because God first forgives me. I can love you because God loves me. Hello? But I cannot forgive you because I don't see God as forgiving. That is why you see people in marriage relationship for 1,000 years, 20 years, people still are keeping what? Challenges. A story was told of an old person who died. And when the woman died, the, the, in fact, in the, on the sickbed, yes, on the sickbed of the, of the woman, the woman asked the man to bring a small box. And so the man brought a small box to the woman. And then when he brought it, he said he should open it. When he opened the box, the box is full of coins. And he said he should count all the coins for him. In fact, the man counted the coins and the coins were a huge sum of money. And he, he said, where is these coins coming from? He said, anytime you hurt me or you wrong me, I take one coin and drop it. Anytime you hurt me or wrong me, I take one coin and drop it. So what it means is that for all the total number of coins that are there, running into millions, can be quantified as many times the man has wronged the woman. The woman was keeping the record of wrong. But if you are in a relationship, you don't keep the record of wrong. First Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 1. Are you being blessed? He said, though I speak with the tongues of men, and of angels. How many of you want to speak like angels? Hello? Oh, come on. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, 
I have become a sounding brass or a cleansing what? Simba. Which means that I can profess, I can do things, but if there is no love in me, forget it. And he says this, verse 2, he said, and though I have the gift of prophecy, how many of you want to prophesy? The gift of prophecy. And understanding in all mysteries, mysteries, and all knowledge, say knowledge, and though I have all faith, say faith. And so that I, can, I could remove mountains, say mountains. But I have not loved, I am nothing. In other words, you can perform whatever miracles. You can do whatever it is. If I don't have love, it's nothing. I'm showing you the secret and the key to relationship. And I'll end. He said, and though I bestowed all my goods to feed the poor. How many of you want to give to charity? And though I give my body to be burned, you give your body to be burned, kill me, let me go. But I've not loved, it profits me nothing. Verse 4. He said, love suffers what? Long. Tell somebody, love suffers long. Do you want to marry? Are you in marriage? Love suffers long. Love is a long suffering. In fact, you don't finish the labor of love until you die out of this place. Do you know why love suffers long? You'll be hating, you hurt each other. And you still forgive it, and you are going. You surprise each other, you still forgive it, and you are going. There is no relationship or marriage that is perfect. We are working on our imperfections. Love suffers long, but it's what? Kind. Say kind. He said, love does not envy. Love does not do what? So if you are envying your wife, envying your husband, envying somebody, it is not love. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. In other words, love does not parade itself. You don't show off with love. By counting. Me, I've been loving you all this way. You have not loved me before. I'm the only person that says I love you all the time. You, you have not said I love you before. Why do you want to quickly justify yourself? Hello? Love doesn't work that way. And he says that love does not parade. Love is not puffed up. In other words, love is not proud. It's not arrogant. You don't get arrogant in love and in relationship. You rather become humble. When I go wrong and you correct me, I should accept. When you go wrong and I correct you out of love, you should accept. Are you there with me? It is by humility we will exchange love. Not by pride. There are some men in marriage, they are full of themselves. Don't you know I bought you that shoe? Even your mother and your father, when they didn't have the money, they even came to me and I feed them. In fact, your whole family, I've been feeding them. You should be grateful that I married you. Eh? You have not yet understood love. The woman will also come and say, eh? Who do you think? When I picked you, when I picked you, I know where I picked you from. You, you didn't even know how to lace your shoe. I taught you how to lace your shoe. Today, you have gotten there, you want to show me. You, 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 you get to that point and you begin referring to each other. Pride has set in. Even if you pick somebody from the gutter, brush the person 
When he offends you, you don't refer the person. Are you there with me? You don't refer the person. You, you don't make it a habit to all the time you want to refer people. You don't. Because love is not pride. Love is humility. You see yourself also that you can also be a fault. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like I'm saying, if I should wrong my wife, she should be able to forgive me. The same way I can also be able to forgive her. That is love. But when she takes a stand and says, me, I will not. It is not love. The same way if I also take a stand and say, me, no way. It's not love. Because love suffers long. Can you go through love? Hello. <laughs> Can you really go through love? You see, you are quiet. The kind of love we say is love is cosmetic. We call it cocoa love. It's not true love. Because this is true love. Love is not puffed up. You don't do things for... There are people today, when they break up with you, they will come to your house and say, huh, this is the list. <laughs> when I travel to Germany, I bought you that shoe. The, the, uh, that Cinderella purse. They will list all and say, look at it. Declare your asset sign. <laughs> Can I have my things back? Look, there are guys... Who have collected things from ladies, they're breaking up with. They've given it to another lady. They break up with that lady. They collect it from that lady. Give it to another lady. They break up. They are there. Tell me if that is not true. There are ladies also who are doing the same thing. They will come and say, I bought you that shirt. That trouser that you have the audacity to wear to go and chase that lady. I bought it for you. I bought you that shoe. Can I have my things? He will collect it and give it to another guy as well. Shame. <laughs> Verse 5. He said, does not behave rudely. Love does not behave rudely. You don't beat one another. It doesn't behave rudely. You, you, you meet your, your, your lady talking with the guy that you came around. Sweetie, who is this guy? I was expecting you to be in the house by now. Who, who are you talking to? You don't even know whether he's a brother or he's a nephew or he's a business partner. Just behaving rudely. And some can even budge into your office and come and misbehave. But you are forgetting that you are destroying your own life and your relationship and your marriage. Love does not behave rudely. Give me a wave. Tell somebody if you love, you don't behave rudely. A lot of us are too bush. And yet we say we are in love. But we are rudely. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Love does not seek its own. Tell the person, don't be selfish. Don't go and selfish. Because it doesn't, love does not seek its own. You, 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 you only think of yourself. You don't think of another person. Like I started by telling you, anytime you think of the other person, you'll be mindful of what you do. It's a simple law. It's a simple law. If you really love each other and you think of it, even when you go out and you are buying things for yourself, you remember that I have to buy this thing also for this person. How many men here even shop for your wife? 
sincerely, how many guys do that? But don't, do you buy things for yourself? Even if you don't know your wife's size, you don't know the color, you don't know your girlfriend's size, you don't know her color and all those, at least you can take her out and then prepare some budget and say, this is what I have, can we go and shop? So that she can shop with it. Because if you take a woman and give a woman also free shopping spray, if you don't take time, you have to leave your car keys and your everything at the shop and run away. <laughs> because women don't finish buying. Hello? <laughs> it does not seek its own. It's not provoked. Love is not provoked. You don't, you don't get provoked and say, listen, I will show you where power lies. It's not provoked. Things know evil. Tell someone, things know evil. You see, you don't be in marriage and relationship and always jump to conclusion. The problem with a lot of relationship marriage is that we suspect wrongly. We jump into conclusion. Are you understanding me? Even in church, you can sit in church with an attitude. And me, it's me that pastor is talking to. So instead of re repenting or accepting the word, you fight the word. It happens to all of us. You can pass by by people and they will be chatting and they will be laughing. Say, eh, it is me that they are laughing at. The question is that they have not even mentioned your name. Are you following me? And there are people who feel like that or they have that temperament and attitude. Every little thing he said is me. You can be in my relation. Whilst they are talking, husband and wife or girlfriend and boyfriend, they are talking. Whilst the man is talking, the woman has concluded already. Meanwhile, that is not what the man meant. It affects communication in relationship. You assume. Don't assume in relationship. Work with facts. Tell someone, don't assume. Tell the person, don't assume. But work with facts. It's very critical. The problem with relationships and marriages or homes or whatever is assumption. Because you saw me standing with a guy, you assume he's my girlfriend. There are people today, if they should see a lady sitting in front of my car and I pass, say, hey, is that pastor's girlfriend? They will not check. You see, anytime you are not sure in relationship, find out from your partner. If she tells you the truth, fine. If he tells you the truth, fine. If he doesn't tell you the truth or anything, still keep that trust and move on. Still keep that trust and move on until otherwise. So that you can keep your heart. Because assumptions breaks down beauty of relationship. Don't assume. I said, don't do what? Don't assume. Thinks no evil, so don't think evil. And the verse number six says that does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Iniquity is sin. Truth is that when you speak the truth, it becomes a blessing. And the verse number seven says that I said, bears all things. Can you bear all things? Me, I can't stand this. You can't stand what? Believes all things. Is it written there? Believes what? Believes all things. In fact, love, they say, is blind. Believes all things. And then eventually, 
Hope's all this. You need hope in your relationship. Hope that it will be better. Hope that the guy will change. Hope that the lady will change. Hope that the home will be better. Hope that this will be done. Have hope in that relationship. Endures all things. You should be able to endure. Tell somebody that tells the person endure. <laughs> tell the person endure. In fact, endurance. Do you know what it means by endurance? I don't know how to. Like I will take some small person to hold a bigger person and see. When you carry something that is heavier than you, and 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 you are getting tired, but you need to end at where maybe your mommy is sitting. That is the your destination. And you get to this place and you are tired. You can't drop the thing. You need to endure. To still carry. So you are in pain. But you have to be going. Because you have an end in mind. So until you get there to drop the thing, you don't do it. That's what we call endurance. So endurance means that you are tired, but you are still going on. If we will understand endurance in relationship and marriages... Both the man and the woman, there will not be anything like divorce. That is what men cannot have because no man wants to endure. But in every relation, there's an endurance. Listen to me. Let me tell you this. There are no two perfect people in every marriage. Don't deceive yourself. I can never be perfect to my wife. She can never be perfect to me. The same way you can never be perfect to anybody. The only thing that keeps every relation going is endurance. If you are afraid of endurance, don't go into it. Endurance. Endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. And the final thing is this. He said, For I know in part and prophesy in part. Now, the, the whole thing here, as I sum up, is that God called us to represent him. God called us to reflect him. And we'll reflect him through relationship. We'll reflect him through love. We'll reflect him through the things we do and how we behave. We'll reflect him in society for people to see the God in us, which is from an imperfect being representing the perfect God. So the only way I can get it done is to daily work on myself. Whenever I have a challenge, I just go back to him to rewire me and reconnect me. And that is where my strength gets into. First Peter chapter 3 verse 1, finally. He said, wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands that even if some do not obey the word, he said, do what? Wives likewise be submissive to your own husband and even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. That means probably your husband might not even be a believer. But you see, the way you conduct yourself as a married woman in the house you win the appetite of your husband even to desire to serve God. It's very important. Yes, the man might be drinking, the man might be smoking, but you know the light. 
your attitude in the house, if you, you will throw him away, you look at him like uh, he's the worst sinner or whatever it is, chasing all the girlfriends around, fighting everybody, you don't cook for him, you don't even look appetizing in the house, you don't even serve him his favorite, do whatever it is. Listen, as far as your conduct is right with the man, the man can change. You are not saying an amen. amen. Because we love ourselves. I'm not saying he said that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. There have been instances where men will not even want to attend church. You know why? It's because of their wives. Because they can know that this woman can pray. This man can fast. And this woman says she fears God. But even he who doesn't go to church, he is compassionate towards people. And this woman can do some things which is unimaginable. So the man can ask you, so then where do I stand to serve God? Verse 2. When you observe your chest conduct accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be merely outward arranging the hair. I'm not saying it. It's written. He said, do not let your adornment be merely outward arranging the hair, wearing gold or putting on fine apparel. Looking nice. By verse 4. Rather let it be the hidden person of the heart. Say the hidden person of the heart. With the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. And verse 5 says, he said, For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. Verse number 6. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. God bless you. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.